Hey guys, it's Baby Peach, and we're back again with another episode of Higurashi. Um, I know it's been a minute, but we're just gonna hop right in here. <clears throat> As I slid the door open, a blackboard eraser loaded with chalk dropped down on my head in the moment I stepped into the classroom. The chalk, went, the chalk dust went into my eyes, inducing a brief moment of agony. Ho 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 How befitting for the truant Keichi-san. Good morning to both of you, Keichi and Reina. Good morning, Satoko-chan, Rika-chan. Not quite in the mood for it, I didn't really react to Satoko's trap. Satoko braced herself as I passed by, expecting me to attack her. She seemed a bit disappointed as I simply walked by silently. <clears throat> what 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 is this? How discouraging indeed. Keiji doesn't seem back to his usual self yet. Yeah. Take it easy on him for today, okay? Suddenly there was a slap down on my shoulder. It hurt a bit. Hey, Keijon, did you get enough rest? It was Mion. My mind was full with the stuff about Reina. But Mion was also a party of interest. Remember, Keiichi, <clears throat> that hawkish gaze from yesterday. Yeah, morning. What's with this unenergetic greeting? Did you eat the mochi I bought, brought you? <clears throat> because I ate them. I'm like this. Those words were itching to be blurted out. I really just didn't have the appetite... I ate a few, but quite a lot were left over. Huh? What about the homework? Do you have an answer for which one was Reina's? I can't believe you forget your homework, Keiji Kun. Ha 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 ha. Sheesh, that can't be helped. Then we can't help it. Time for your penalty. Mahahaha. <laughs> Flashing a lurid smile, Mion returned to her seat. There was nothing from our exchanges that would cause our classmates to suspect anything was amiss. But of course, anyone listening to our conversations up until this morning wouldn't see anything suspicious. That was why it was so frightening. They acted in a way that, regardless of whatever happened to Keichi Maibara, no one would ever suspect them. That fact had terrified, had me terrified. Soon the teacher came. After she asked how I felt and took attendance, another dull, ordinary day began. This free study period was a convenient time to consider where I stood. I gently closed my eyes and pondered the ridiculous position I was in right now. First of all, what I shouldn't forget was how dangerous of a situation I was in. I had fallen out of favor with them. After interacting with Oishi Sonic multiple times, I could see it as I was getting closer to the heart of the matter. <clears throat> The warning yesterday with the mochi was a good indicator of that. 
No. Calling it a warning was just my habit of understanding things. It probably had no meaning beyond stunting my progress and buying themselves some time. Until they had a method of completely erasing me. They were just biding their time. Even though they were keeping me under their thumb with threats, it didn't change the fact that I knew too much. The chilling sensation on my desk made me recall Satoshi Hojo, the boy who was using the seat until last year when he disappeared. Was he also similar to me? Did he learn something he shouldn't have and was erased? Damn. I wouldn't let them get rid of me so easily. Never. But were they really trying to kill me? I've had these contradictory feelings for a while now. Even though I suspected them, I felt I had to cover for them. With all of their suspicious behavior, a morning like this just made it all seem like an elaborate hoax. No, that's just what I want to believe. Doubting my friends? Covering for them? My life was in danger. Or was it? Actually, I was debating the wrong point. Given my current situation, those points were something that should have been deliberated on a long time ago. But really, Reyna and the rest of them? Were they actually aiming to kill me? The little voice inside me continued to torment me with these unresolved trains of thought. Are you an idiot, Keichi Maibara? The answer should be obvious. But, but maybe that sewing needle might have been just an accident, right? How could you screw up and drop a sewing needle into a piece of mochi? The benefit of the doubt can only go so far. Both Reina and Mion had acted and behaved so suspiciously, but maybe it was all some sort of misunderstanding? What kind of misunderstanding? It wasn't just suspicious, it was outright ludicrous, right? Reina just corrected me for lying, and Mion only asked me about what I had for lunch. Reina was standing outside our door eavesdropping for a good hour, you know. <clears throat> she, she was probably just waiting for my phone call to end. For a whole hour outside your room? And is it normal to go home afterwards without saying anything? You heard from Oishi-san, didn't you? About what Reina did at her former school? But but at the hospital, she said it was Oyashiro-sama's fault, right? She... Cut it out, Keiji Maibara. Don't you realize they're out to kill you? Nah. I inadvertently blurted those words out loud. Hearing myself say that so directly left me dumbfounded for a few moments. Afterwards, I had to look around to check if anyone else had heard it. My little soliloquy cut a little too close to the truth. Even though I could feel the murderous intent from Raina and the others, part of me somewhere was still trying to deny that. This late in the game, such hesitation could be fatal. I knew that. But... I was just your average student, a man living his normal, ordinary life. Do you think I could suddenly believe that my friends, who I had been happily laughing together with up until last Sunday, now intended to kill me, right? <clears throat> You're too soft, Keiji. This time I remembered to keep my voice down so only I could hear it. There was one thing I now understood. I was too soft. I didn't completely understand how dangerous Reyna and the rest of them were. No, I wasn't trying to understand. I was too soft for not listening to Oishi-san when he was earnestly showing me the heart of the matter. 
I didn't listen because I was too busy pretending to be dejected. I didn't comprehend it. I was just running away. I didn't comprehend it, so nobody had any notion to try to kill me. I needed to get rid of such naive thoughts. As I made that resolution, I heard the bell signaling the end of class. So soon. The day was already over. <clears throat> I didn't recall eating lunch or doing anything in class. My friends were putting their desks together in preparation for club activities. Not long ago, I would probably have happily jumped into that circle. My, my, Keiichi-san, how rude of you to even think about leaving. The way Shatako spoke was so typical and familiar, it almost physically hurt. Huh, Keiichi-kun, is today not a good day? I wonder, I wonder. And we were going to win big together. Oh. Seeing Reina's expression, which said she was really looking forward to today, was hard to take. Hey, Keiichi. Maybe Oishi-san is just some enormous jerk trying to separate me from the others by lying to me. Slap. Trying to expunge such weak-minded thinking, I slap myself in the face. Keiji-kun? Yeah, was Reina really trying to kill me? I wish someone would tell me it was a hoax. I didn't care if it actually was one or not. I just wanted someone to say it was. <sighs> Yet another weak-willed thought. How did I ever become this naive? Uh, are you alright? Does your head hurt? Apparently that was how my inner dilemma appeared to Reina. You're pale. Can you make it home by yourself? Maybe I should accompany you home? I wonder, I wonder. No, it's okay. Sorry. I can get home by myself. Just have the meeting without me. Upon hearing that I wasn't going to participate in the club meeting, Mion pouted unhappily. Since K-chan was so bent on, on a revenge match, we were going. We were even going to play that deduction game from before too. K-chan doesn't have the burning desire for a rematch. How pathetic! I wouldn't fall for some dumb taunt. Without even a real retort, I just grabbed my bag and was about to get up. Someone's hand perched itself gently on my head. Keiichi doesn't seem to be well. How very unfortunate. It was Rika-chan. She was stretched up as far as she could, doing her best to pat my head with her petite hand. It felt so nice, which made things even harder. Sorry, everybody. See you. That's all they said as I quickly left the classroom. They said something to me as I was leaving, but I couldn't make it out. I managed to make it all the way to the entrance in that state of mind, took out my shoes, put them on, and went forward. Forward. Hard in that heart, Keiichi Maibara. They weren't, for some unfathomable reason, trying to kill me. They were plotting something dubious, watching my every move. But I couldn't hate them, because weren't they my friends? Part of me laminated my naivety, while another part laminated the fact that I had lost something important by laminating over it in the first place. It felt like my consciousness was being ripped out of my body. If this was what Oishi-sama's curse was like, then it was just too harsh. Hey, Oyashiro-sama, I was wrong for not believing in your curse, but I believed in it now. Completely. Your curse does exist. So seriously, give me a break. I beg you, come on.
Dinner was unusually bland. It had no flavor or aroma. The miso soup that normally tantalized my appetite instead tasted like nothing but boiled water. Dad was eating with us that night. It was a rare occurrence in this household. When he got into his work, he ate and slept on his own schedule. My dad never cared about the time. Since my dad was at the dinner table, it either meant he had just reached a good point to take a break or he was in a slump. So yeah, he just doesn't understand the motivation creators have. Your partnership was just a verbal agreement, wasn't it? If it's so harsh to agree on things, why not just end it? I feel like it's an industry with a lot of black back scratching, but when it gets the way in business. I wasn't able to pick out much of my mom and dad's conversation, but I could tell it wasn't very pleasant conversation. That, of course, made the disgusting food even less appealing. Staring listlessly at the exchange between my parents, my mind wandered off to the same thought process I had going all day long. Friends, close to me. No, they used to be friends, but I could no longer trust them. Right now, I was greatly lacking in allies, people I trusted, people I could depend on when people when push came to shove. They were something I just didn't have. Having just one ally would have been incredibly reassuring in the currently hopeless situation I was in. I put down my chopsticks and looked over at my parents, who were still talking about work. The first course of action that came to mind was to tell my parents everything. <coughs> Currently, there wasn't a single person from Hinamizawa I could trust 100%. That meant the only people I could trust were my parents. But if I told them everything that happened up until now, who would they understand? Reina, for example. That neighborly Reina, who was so diligent in looking after me, came to get me every day and sometimes brought over a share of what she made. How could I explain that she wanted to kill me? No matter how I explained, it would probably be difficult for anybody to comprehend. My somewhat eccentric dad wouldn't understand, and my high-strung mom would probably drag me off to a psychiatrist in a blink of an eye. Sadly, that was the amount of trust that existed in our relationship. Even if they did come to understand, what could they possibly do? Unless they could uncover the truth, they wouldn't be able to protect me. No. By informing them of these unnecessary things, I'd be putting my parents in danger as well. Considering that the victims in the past incidents were often married couples, I couldn't even joke about it. For the entire Maibara family to have an accident or to just vanish into thin air, it was easily possible in Inamizawa. What was important here was that knowing something unnecessary put you in danger. That was most unsettling question was, how did they know that I knew? As soon as they didn't know, my parents might not fall victim. As long as they didn't know, my parents might not fall victim. That was one way to think about it, I guess. At least it was like that in my case. After I found out, things started becoming odd. In other words, it meant the following. As long as my parents didn't know anything, nothing would happen to them. As long as my parents were here, this house would be a safe haven for them. I knew these were just assumptions based on conjecture on top of conjecture. Wanting this house to be the safe haven, that was the pinnacle of my weak-willed method of thinking. I had to concede that it was not completely safe. It was only safer than the outside. I knew that I couldn't rely on my parents. No, I couldn't risk getting my parents involved. Then the only person who could be my ally would be Oishi-san. Him and him alone. 
He was the only person who understood the situation I was in. He didn't care so much about my safety, but he was without a doubt passionate about solving the case. It was a bit frustrating. Oishi-san was basically the whole reason I was in this mess. Now to get out of it, I had to rely on him. Meaning, it was all going according to his devices. It was just my job to look appetizing while bobbing in the waves as bait. Then, when the fish started gathering round, Oishi-san would pull up the big haul. <clears throat> it was slightly infuriating, but even I thought that was the best course of action. So then, what should I do? Patience was the first rule of fishing. Just keep waiting until the fish actually bites. But I wasn't simply bait. There were lots of ways for me to struggle before being devoured. When they... Struck, I needed to somehow dodge just enough and tag out to Oishi-san. No question, it was going to be hard. The timing to bring Oishi-san in would be difficult. He was in the city, not Hinomizawa, so if I phoned him in any moment in need, it would take him about 30 minutes to reach me. So I needed to run away for those 30 minutes. For example, if we set up a rendezvous point for dire situations or something, I'd just have to hide out there until Oishi-san arrived. Okay, I can almost see it now. I was still being chased around in the dark by boogeymen, but now I knew which way to go. I would never have imagined this would be so reassuring. Oh yeah, it would probably be best if I had a concealed weapon for when things got rough. Typically that would call for a switchblade, but that wasn't too reassuring for combat. Also, since I was recognized as a weapon by the public, that also wasn't good. Really, when the time comes, a long weapon like a bat would would work in my favor. I remember there was a metal bat at the school. I could be confident with that when push came to shove. If I pretended I was practicing my swing, then it wouldn't be suspicious for me to carry it around. I could go to school early tomorrow and secure it. Just possessing a weapon may be enough to deter them. Also, one more thing, insurance. It could be something like a note or memo. I could write down everything that's happened as a sort of journal. In case I suddenly vanished, the journal would be left behind. With my journal in his possession, Oishi-san should be able to avenge my death. I left my parents engrossed in their conversation about work and went back to my room. I tore out a piece of paper from a notebook and made my way to my desk. Last time I wrote a journal was for summer homework in elementary school. In the off chance something bad happened, the police could use my diary as a lead, so I should only write down the facts. How should I start? I jotted down my thoughts as they came. I cagey my bar out and in fear for my life. It made me laugh nervously. It was a line that showed up often in detective stories. I never even dreamed that I would be in the type of situation where I'd write it myself. I do not know why they are after my life. Raina and the others were suspicious, but I had no proof. And that's why I couldn't write anything more. I laughed wearily at myself for writing such a passage draped in mystery. Would the police be able to get the hint from reading the enigmatic passage? I could only pray that they would. What I prayed for the most, though, was that this journal never needed to play its part. Here, I laughed nervously. I was too simple, so I wrote down one more line I just thought of. The only thing I do is that it has to do with Oishi Oyashiro-sama's curse. Was that too much? I probably shouldn't write more than that. If I write any more, then it would seem like I was just delusional. In order to appear to the 
reader that the person who had written this was of sound mind, I chose not to write of anything else at that point. I just needed to add more as I learned more about the truth. I folded the paper and thought about a place to hide it. By hiding it somewhere obvious, there was a chance that they would uncover it instead. On the other hand, if it wasn't a too obscure of a location, then there was a risk of nobody finding it at all. In the end, I decided to take the clock off my wall and stick my folded note on the back of it with scotch tape. After that, I put the clock back into its normal position. Yeah, it didn't look like anything was hidden behind it. Now I needed to set it up such set it up such that if anything happens to me, my pants could find it. I looked at it from countless different angles until I was satisfied and made my way downstairs. My parents were still talking about work. It didn't look like it was going to end anytime soon, so I cut in. Ah, sorry to interrupt. I have something I want to talk to you about. I never started off a conversation like that before, so my parents were both startled. They stopped talking and turned towards me. What is it, Keichi? I have a favor to ask of you. Please listen. Um, just in case, yeah. If it's not urgent, can we do this later? Right now, Mommy and Daddy have some something urgent they're talking about. I didn't think their talk was more urgent than mine. In any case, I stated my request. Just in case, okay? If I die. Both of my parents' eyes went wide as saucers. If I die, I want you to put the clock on my wall in my coffin. If they did that, then they'd probably find it. My memoir. Both my parents remained wide-eyed, not moving an inch. I couldn't blame them. I made that clock in shop class, and I really liked it. So please. What's the matter, Keiji? Did something happen? Mom was finally able to ask me with question with a questioning gaze. Of course, this was a normal response for when someone's son suddenly talked about the subject like this. I felt bad about making them worry, but right now I just wanted them to think about the clock in my room. With that awkward mood leaving the room in silence, I decided to go back up to my room. I want to get to school early tomorrow, so I'm going to bed. Good night. Saying only that, I left the living room. I needed to get to school early tomorrow and secure that bat. I should make today the last day I went to school with Raina. As I climbed the stairs, I heard my mom call my name, but I pretended not to hear her. It wasn't something I could talk about with my parents. If I talked about it, it would only make things more dangerous. The fight that had begun was mine and mine alone. I couldn't rely on anybody. I wouldn't be killed. Not when I still knew nothing. Okay, guys. And with that, we're going to end the episode here. We'll find out how school goes tomorrow. Um, follow my YouTube channel if you want to see the visuals for this visual novel. Um, Baby Peach Anime. Same for my Twitter if you want to follow that. And on Instagram, I am smoking underscore succubus. Okay. Well. I'll see you guys in the next video, or next part, whatever. See ya. Bye.